And Rangers at the moment look like a triumph of recruitment. Cham for me has been hit or miss and for me he's been more of a miss this season. The question will always be through the Rangers. Do they have the mentality? We've lost one game in the league and you know pundits are talking about me being two games away from the sack. Where that comes from, no idea. And I have every faith in the players that we will have another you know stellar season. The Goal Radio Football Show With Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Ali Defoy Have your say Call 0808 17 17 700 Let's go, go. Anyone fancy two hours of football chat? Here we go again on the Go Radio Football Show for a Wednesday night. We're going to hear from uh, Lee Griffiths in the course of the next couple of hours. The Rangers manager, Stephen Gerrard, as well. We've got a couple of uh, legends on the show tonight. We've got one sitting in the studio, but we've got a couple as guests later on. Celtic legend Myrna McLeod will be with us talking, among other things, about Vim Janssen's birthday, which is today, 74 today. And he, of course, starred in one amazing season for Celtic with Murdo by his side. More of that later. A Rangers legend in Mark Hately will be with us uh, later on in the show with his old team, 16 teams unbeaten and about to play Lech Poznan in the Europa League. That is tomorrow night. Celtic in France to play Lille. Rob McLean here, Ali Defoy here, all present and correct and Barry Ferguson here as well talking of legendary figures in the game. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks Rob. It's nice that you've you've put me in. Oh, you're, up, you're up in a special place, don't worry about it. Uh, some breaking news to kick it's off as bad, well. <laughs> UEFA have today uh, announced that Scotland will have five places in next season's UEFA club competitions, increasing from the four spots that we've held in previous times. Uh, there will be sides representing the country in the qualifying rounds of the UEFA Champions League, the qualifying rounds of the Europa League as well, and the newly introduced third UEFA club competition, the Europa Conference League, whatever that is, which begins in season <laughs> 2021-22. So Scotland, uh, let's get this right, Barry. Scotland have two sides in the Champions League qualifying rounds. Uh, the winners of the Premiership enter from the third qualifying round and the second place team in this season's Premiership will enter from the second qualifying round. So one round earlier in the Europa, one place granted to the winners of the Scottish Cup and the club will enter into the third qualifying round of the competition. The club finishing in third and fourth places of the Premiership will enter into the newly created UEFA Europa Conference League from the second qualifying round. Did you understand that? Just about, just about. <laughs> um, good. It's great news, obviously, but I, I still always go back. I think being champions of your um, your own league, I think you should automatically, Rob, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's a Champions League, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, go straight into the, the group stages. Um, but listen, there's, there's now, certainly the Champions League is the place to be. There's now two places for the top two. Um, so it's great news. Obviously, both Rangers and Celtic over the last few years have done really well. Bit disappointed in other guys who have been in the Europa League, i.e. Aberdeen, St. Johnson, teams like that. Um, but listen, it's it's a great opportunity. Five places up for grabs going into Europe. And it's been crazy, hasn't it, in recent times, just the, the qualifying hurdles that the top teams in Scotland have had to go through just to get to the group stages. I mean, four qualifying games, Rob. Being champions of your um, your country, I, I think I've been honest with you. I think it's ridiculous. I, I, I've always said and I've maintained that the champions of your country should go straight into the group stages. Um, they make it very difficult for us up here. Um, and as you say, as I think they go in what is it in the third qualifying round? Yeah. The, the champions and yeah. um, second place goes in in the the second um, phase. So. 
It's still a it's still a, a decent enough opportunity, but I still believe that the champions of your country should um, be straight into the group stages. Anyway, it's progress for Scottish teams in Europe. What do you think of that? What do you think of uh, the criticism Neil Lennon's been getting of late? What about Rangers' 16-match unbeaten run? What about their prospects in Europe tomorrow night in the Scottish Cup semi-finals? at the weekend here's how you get involved in the show Ali already callers are on the line 0808 17 17 700 if you haven't already given us a call make sure you jump on there and if you have you'll know how much fun it is so get involved drop us a text 87474 put go at the start of your message we're here to get them and our DMs are open at Go Football Show whenever you're ready Neil Lennon hit back in some style yesterday we'll hear a little bit more from him um, in a few minutes time but Lee Griffiths has been talking uh, today as well talking about himself and has come back to the first team seen with Celtic about the team's prospects in two massive upcoming matches in Lille uh, tomorrow night and of course Scottish Cup semi-final time on Sunday against Aberdeen those two going head-to-head for the second time in the space of a week but uh, Lee Griffiths also has been reacting to all that uh, criticism that's been heading his manager's way Listen, again, I, I said it in the earlier on that you know we're only two points off of our Last season at this stage, you know, for the people to come out and call for the manager's head, it's, I think it's madness, to be honest. Um, we're still going for, you know, a treble from last season. Um, and again, we've qualified for Europe. So, you know, for them to call for his head is, is ridiculous so far. Barry, Scottish football going bonkers again? Yep, um, it's not surprising. It. Look, that's what happens when you, you obviously manage one of the, the, the old firm. Um, but I've, I've maintained what I, I said. That I think the reaction has been over the top, but... Listen, when you, when you manage Celtic and you get beat off your, your biggest rivals, then you go into a European game. And um, I'll be honest with you, I thought the second half they did improve against Issa Milan, um, but they still lost the game. And they went up to a difficult place in Petaudry. Um, and um, they nearly got the win, but obviously um, Young Lewis scored a penalty the last couple of minutes. But I, I do think it's been over the top. And I'm not surprised that Lee Griffiths has come out and backed his manager. I've seen Neil Lennon. Um, do his interview yesterday and he came out fighting and that doesn't surprise me either sorry um, he was like that as a player if you look at his record for Celtic it has been outstanding um, and he's still in all the trophies as Lee Griffiths just said there they're only two points worse off than they were last yeah. season which is not I wouldn't put it down to a there's a disaster going on um, I think going forward they've looked okay defensively they've been suspect but Neil Lennon knows that and he needs to sort that quickly. But for people to call for him to be sacked, I think it's been well over the top. What do you think? Uh, talk to Barry, talk later on to Murdo McLeod and to Mark Hately as well about the big stories uh, circulating in Scottish football at the moment. Stephen Gerrard has been talking today as well, talking about that uh, Glasgow Goldfish Bowl. And uh, if it's not one old firm manager, it's the other. Well, I don't think you'd have to be a rocket scientist to work it out that, you know, whoever's in the best form, you seem to get a bit more peace in terms of the scrutiny in the media and the questions that are fired at you. You know, you get a couple of indifferent results and, and that certainly changes very, very quickly and, and the heat comes in a different direction. That's what myself and Neil or myself and Brendan prior to Neil have to live with. That's the job we're in. Uh, that's never going to change. I'm sure it's been the same for many, many years and it will be in, in the future. Those are wise words, aren't they, from uh, Stephen Gerrard because uh, football fans are fickle and it sometimes changes, Barry, just with the flicking of a switch. Yep, um, and listen, Stephen Gerrard suffered it yesterday, uh, sorry, last season after the, the winter break when Rangers come off, obviously beating Celtic uh, at Celtic Park. 
um, Rangers come back and, and stuttered and, and Steven Gerrard uh, get criticised um, for the way his team's, team was playing on the other hand Neil Lennon come back and he, his team were absolute flying look these guys know it's it's part of the job it's part of the course when, when you manage one, one of the old firm um, if you have an indifferent result you're going to get criticised um, I, I do think some of it at times is well over the top if I'm being honest with you I think some of it gets a bit too personal as well um, look Celtic they've had a bad week that's what the way Neil Lennon will be looking at it um, Rangers none of hand have been excellent from the start of the season but you're only one bad result away from getting criticised that's the way it's always been um, whether you play with Rangers or Celtic or manage them for that matter Um but I'll maintain some t- some of the things that, that are said, Rob, at times. Um, it baffles me. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. If you want to have your say, if you want to talk to Barry Ferguson, former Rangers and Scotland skipper, uh, Barry mentioning there uh, about Neil Lennon uh, speaking out yesterday, having his say, fighting back. And uh, one uh, word that certainly featured in just about everything he had to say uh, yesterday was hysteria. I'm telling you, it's media driven. There's no question of that. There's a narrative that everybody, you know, wants to see a change. That's fine. That's just the way of the world. Um, the poison comes from either social media or it's picked up by you guys and put in your your reports or your articles or your your newspapers or whatever. So I can't control that. What I can't control is what goes on in the training ground. Players are solid. They've made a really good start to the season, a lot better than previous seasons when we've won trophies. But this season of all season is, you know, that's, for me, it's another season. Whether we're going for a 10th title or a first title or a fifth title, we want to win the title. He had a captive audience in front of him at that media conference. Um, he was able to address them directly about what's been appearing in newspapers, radio, television, all the websites as well. And because of all that, because of the, the massive uh, rise in social media, Barry, has yeah. it got a whole lot worse for someone like Neil Lennon when you find yourself in the firing line? It sure has. I mean, back when me and Neil Lennon were playing um, social media, it wasn't as big but look it's everywhere now it's just part it's part of the world now um, as I said but I, I didn't expect anything less Rob if I'm being honest with you I was looking forward to seeing what way he would come out and that's the kind of Neil Lennon that I think the, the Celtic fans would expect to come out fighting um, he knows the club inside out he's been successful as a player he's been successful as a manager and we wouldn't expect anything uh, anything less than Neil Lennon coming out and, and showing that he is desperate to to keep on managing the club that means a lot to him. And also, you just heard the Lee Griffiths um, interview. He's certainly backing his manager. Because Neil uh, Lee Griffiths hasn't played the last few weeks. We've always been saying, why has he not been playing? Maybe not fit enough. He's been sitting on the bench. He could have easily come out and said things aren't um, great in there. But he's come out fighting for his manager as well. So all the rumours that things are not going well in the training ground. Um, look, they've just suffered a bad week. And as I said, always be wary of the wounded animal. I've said that. And I think when you hear the vibes coming out of the Rangers dressing room for the manager and from James Tavernier at the weekend, they know that Celtic are just round the corner for starting to pick up decent results. So I wouldn't surprise me if Celtic go there tomorrow night and spring a surprise result.
if I'm being honest with you. We're not setting ourselves apart from this either. We are part of the media business yep. as well. We're involved mm-hmm. in it. We had callers on the show on Monday yep. who were calling for the sacking of... I think we'd a couple. We'd, we'd some people we'd pro and, and against mm-hmm. in terms of, of Neil Lennon. Um, but I like to think uh, we, we use the constructive approach on this show that, that, um, that the callers, when they said that, were challenged by, mm. by you and, and, and Sai and everyone else on the show at that point. So I, I think we are in the business of criticism we're justified, but constructive criticism. Uh, so hopefully we deliver a, a balanced approach. But, you know, it would have to be said, you know, the, the, the media that Neil Lennon's launching an mm. attack on there, you know, includes us as well. Yep. But listen, you, you took the word out of my mouth. What we said on Monday night, I thought was really constructive criticism in terms of the way that Celtic were playing um, it wasn't his tactics we mentioned that on Sunday against Aberdeen it was three individual errors nothing that Neil Lennon can do about that Rob um, but reading as I do is some of the comments I do think some of it is personal I suffered from it when I was a player um, I never minded um, anybody having a wee pop at me you know when you don't play well um, but when it goes over the top and it becomes personal that's when I don't like it. If you one day had the chance to become the Rangers manager, would this sort of thing affect your decision-making process going into that? Would this would this put you off becoming Rangers manager somewhere down the line because of uh, the flack that flies and and what? Yeah, well, you know exactly what the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl is all about. Yeah, I want to have a life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I suffered. Not no suffered. I had it for the. Twelve or so years, I was I was involved in the in the first team. Um, look, a draw isn't good enough at, Ra- at Rangers, um, and a defeat certainly it's a it's an absolute disaster. Um, you know what it's like. It's part of, of being involved at a big club. Neil Lennon will know that, but I think that the thing that's getting annoying for Neil Lennon is some as I think becoming a bit personal. I, I think some of the criticism of the players, as you pointed out, Rob, on Monday night. What we were saying was, I thought was really constructive, coming for Sai, yourself, myself. Um, I think some of the comments that's been made about the players, they're only human beings. They're going to make mistakes at times. Um, but I certainly do think some of it has been over the top and really personal. Yeah, and lots of it um, has been uh, from a section of the Celtic support looking uh, for the sacking of Neil Lennon and, and he's been trying to put it all in perspective. We've lost one game in the league and, you know, pundits are talking about me being two games away from the sack. Where that comes from, no idea. Um, Players getting singled out, players getting abused, players getting criticised. I think it's absolutely shocking. If that's the way of the modern world, I'm glad I'm not a player anymore. And I'm glad I played when when I did 20 years ago. But um, it's all right, you know, saying you have to be strong and blah, blah. They are strong. They've proved that time and time again. And I have every faith in the players that we will have another, you know, stellar season. Like Barry, Neil Lennon's had it all before as a player with Celtic, as a coach, as a manager. Uh, He's used to it. Um, So when he is clearly shocked by what's happening, I think you get some sort of idea as to how it's all stepped up, how it's all steepled to this level where he feels the need to hit back. You know, I've, I've seen two newspapers run polls. I've never seen it before on whether I should be sacked or not. Never seen it before in 20 years I've been up here. So who's driving that? It's not the Celtic fans. And I think there are a minority of our support need to 
calm down. We need to let the, the players settle. It's been very disruptive the last few weeks. I'm not using that as an excuse, but you know our form going into the international break compared to the form coming back out of it, it's it's different because of all the disruption that we've had. Now, fans may not want to buy into that. I can't agree with them, but I think it's far too early to be casting aspersions of the team. If, if they can't enjoy this season, then I don't know what season they can enjoy. Yeah, that's a fair point, isn't it, from from Neil Lennon. That's a really emotive uh, response from him. Um, It's certainly worth listening to it again, Barry. Um, And it's good to hear him coming out fighting. Yeah, as I mentioned, Rob, I wasn't surprised that he came out fighting. Um, But the world's went crazy. I mean, you just mentioned there, two polls and different newspapers. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. And it was the same last season as well for Rangers. See, when Rangers were going through that tough spell after the winter break, there was a few Rangers fans not happy with Stephen uh, Gerrard, which I thought was, again, over the top. Um, I mean, if, if Rangers look, if Rangers went and made a hasty decision and get rid of him, look what he's done this season. He's went and he's um, he's galvanised the squad, he's recruited really well, and the difference in Rangers this season has been night and day from the couple of months after the winter break. And Neil Lennon will be the same. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised in the coming weeks that he gets Celtic up and running again and, and challenging and playing at the sort of level that they did um, the remaining couple of months of last season. You can have your say as well on the usual number, 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio football show. And a Celtic legend, Murdo McLeod, is on the way. The Go Radio football show. The football chat keeps on coming on Glasgow's own Go Radio and the big matches keep on coming as well. We are less than uh, 24 hours away from Lille against Celtic in France in the Europa League tomorrow night. Rangers afterwards are at home to Lech Poznan and that's an, an 8 o'clock kickoff in the Scottish Cup at the weekend. The semi-finals of course from last season. Hope you're following. Hearts against Hibs from 5 and then Sunday has Celtic and Aberdeen uh, getting together again for the second time on successive weekends. That's a 2.30 kickoff. Uh, both those ties leading, of course, to the Scottish Cup final in December from last season. <laughs> Confused? Yeah, we all are, to be honest. Uh, on Saturday, Premiership Dundee United against Ross County, Livingston Motherwell. And on Sunday, Rangers at Kilmarnock with the chance to go nine points ahead in the Premiership. By that stage, Celtic will have two games in hand. And uh, talking about Celtic, it was uh, Vim Janssen's birthday today uh, that one amazing season as Celtic manager and the man who was alongside him a Celtic legend himself Murdo McLeod joins us now hi Murdo hi Rob how are you very well thanks yourself yeah good thanks can't complain have you been in touch with the curly headed one today to wish him a happy birthday yes so they're good we chat with him so it was it was nice because he's still still talking about what you're going to be asking for me as well. But it's just amazing that, uh, you know, coming in for one year and, you know, a really strong Ranger side and to, to stop them winning 10 in a row is a special achievement. Is he still is he still curly-headed? <laughs> no, he's gradually, gradually going away, Rob. Yeah, it happens to us all, doesn't it? But it but does. no, it was it was an it was an incredible season, um, and and obviously massive at the time because not only did it mean Celtic winning a first title in ten years, but as you say, it was it was stopping Rangers getting to ten. 
Well, that, that, that was the target from the, the start of the season. No, even when the, the season had started, or the pre-season had started, and uh, Vim wasn't even in place by that time. So it was as soon as Vim's in, then the, the players started to revolve, and the players leaving the club, and then the, the players that we signed, you know, Lambert came in, Burley came in, Marston came in, Bradback's in, uh, Jonathan Gould in. So all of a sudden, we've got a, a, a strong squad, and then we knew we could uh, challenge Rangers that season. And of course, he'd replaced the the very popular uh, Tommy Burns, who'd been sacked. Well, that, that's right, and uh, obviously the, the fans weren't happy. Tommy getting sacked, but uh, you know, Tommy was there, had a good Celtic side, and it just wasn't happening. And it was getting to the obviously the last chance. And uh, so, it had, uh, most of the players who were signed didn't know what was going on as far as ten in a row. No, so we had to have a wee chat with them just to say this is what it's all about and the history of uh, both clubs. So it was just uh, all or nothing that season, seconds nothing. Uh, but winning it was a special occasion and been down to the last blow of the whistle just about. No, it was incredible. Incredible he's, season. Yeah, I mean, he's he's fondly remembered, um, and it is incredible because it was just that one glorious season. And of course, uh, he delivered a, a very nice gift in his time t- at Celtic as well, which which lasted longer than he did, uh, and that was Henrik Larsson. Well, that was a, a special signing, and it, it was strange though, Rob, from the the start when uh, myself, Vim, and Davy Hay were sitting down, we're trying to talk about players to to bring into the club and they were talking about uh, Paul Lambert he was maybe wanting to come back from Dortmund uh, I don't know whether the family hadn't settled down uh, but Paul Lambert was going to come back talking about Craig Burley and the players like that and then Vim came up with one name <laughs> but, uh, Henrik Larson, and then you're, you're just uh, looking up Henrik Larson all about his history and all that kind of thing but I think when he, when he arrived at the club, he got better every single year that he was there. Seven years at the club, and he, he said he was going to stay that length of time, and he, he did it. And he was just a fantastic football player, and you know one of the all-time Celtic greats. What was the what was the transfer fee to to Feyenoord? Was it six hundred and fifty or something? <laughs> it's it's just laughable, isn't it now? Yeah, I, I, when you look at it, Robert, I think it was in the, the contract, and uh, I think. Uh, Feyenoord, I think it's something in they weren't happy about it because obviously Vim knew about it and then it but uh, they couldn't do anything about it so it was uh, fantastic we you could get Henry in for that the money and it, was, it just get better every year so the money would have been worth would have been incredible he did okay Barry didn't he Henry Larson yeah he was no bad um, I'll be honest <laughs> with you when, when he first came in um, at that kind of price, you weren't expecting. No, um, and I you were expecting I a decent player, yeah. but and I don't it, think I don't think Murdo. I don't think. You, I mean, how, what were you no. expecting, Murdo? Um, well, I didn't really know because uh, I, I knew that uh, when people were telling me about I he plays for the national team and he's a good player and he can score goals and all that kind of thing. But when the whole thing starts, you know, you just get to wait because how many times do for them signing top names and then they come into the club and then they, they don't produce on the park. Aye, exactly. Players, Barry, you, you'll know, you, the big names that's arrived at the club and you think, oh, he's a great player. 
goes to Rangers, goes to Celtic, and they don't perform, and they go back down south and then they start in again. Yep, I've got to agree with you, Murdo. Were you surprised how good they actually became, Larson? Yes. Uh, well, not surprised, because I think when you watch them at the start, but I'm just amazed that, that he was getting better every year, and that just scoring more and more goals, and you know, creating more goals for other people as well. So his attitude from one, and you know yourself, when you're, you're in the, the training ground and the, the players and they're getting into challenges and they're chasing after the ball and you're an attitude was just fantastic and that's the way he was from the one he, he was always working so hard and and I think all the players around about because you know if your defenders are working hard and doing well at the back that's fine but if you can get an out ball to a striker who's willing to go beyond the, the back four and Push, push everything and pull your home team forward. I think that's so important for any football club. And Henrik did that all the time. He always went in behind and caused problems with opposition. He must have given you Barry lots of painful moments, Henrik Larson. Yeah, he was one when, on the team sheet when we were obviously doing our, our team talk. He he was the one guy. Um, look, Celtic had a lot of good players. There's, there's no doubt about it. But he was the one guy you had to try and stop. Um, I, I thought he would. He, he had everything. As Murdo just said there, when they, they spent six hundred and fifty grand on him, you're thinking, right, he, he must be decent. But he ended up turning into a, a phenomenal player. You don't go to Barcelona and Man United um, if you're not a top top player. But he was great to play against, and it's great that Scotland had a a player of that caliber over here playing. So, so that season, Murdo. Ended with with Celtic winning the league, uh, first title in ten years, stopping Rangers getting to to double figures. Uh, the League Cup landed as well, um, and less than forty eight hours after that, the title was secured. Vim Wazowski, how, how did it all end? Why did it end? Why did it end? To be honest, I don't really know <laughs> why. The, the, the whole scenario, honestly, it's Vim's own decision because I think it won. But I think it was well known that in Vim's contract there was something to do with uh, you've got to tell the club if you're going to renew your contract or you want to leave and it's vice versa for the club that they, they could tell Vim if they wanted to renew his contract or let him go and I think Vim just put his own from his side into operation he just didn't want to uh, go again and obviously that's what was going on at the club he's been no better than me uh, you know, being the manager and his contact with uh, the board and whatever was happening I just whether he, he didn't enjoy it as much but uh, his target he's, he's such a, a football man in football and that, that was his he knew the target from day one and he was just chasing after it and he was just and Obviously, getting towards, he'd already told the club that he was going to leave. So everyone knew he was going to leave at the end of the season. But all the players, all the players were all behind him. And that was the big thing. They, they, they all got so well with him. He was a quiet, spoken guy. He, was, he would never shout at any time. You know, in the, the dugout, he wouldn't shout. And he was in the disarmament players. He would have a chat with them. He'd sit down with them. He treated them really, really well, and I think that's why 
he got such a reaction from the players on the pitch. Was it a problem with the general manager, Jock Brown, at the time? I mean, was, was that the root of the problem? Was that the, the reason why he decided that one season was enough? To be honest, I, I don't know if that was the reason, but uh, it could have been. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's well, yeah. No, a new general manager coming into the football club, and I think, uh, I, th- I think at the start when Vin was selling down, he was getting on with Jock Brown and Davy Hay was there as well. So he's maybe thought it was more of the contact because David's background is ex Celtic manager and ex Celtic player and all that, and played at high levels and all this kind of thing. It mm-hmm. was more feedback from David than it was from anyone else at the club. But at that time so when he's talking the way to Davies he's talking about Paul Lambert coming back and all that kind of thing so there's a good relationship there and that that, that was possibly a difference Murdo in terms of Celtic just now obviously the last week it's been a difficult week in terms of results do you think the reaction has been over the top in terms of Neil Lennon and the players? I would say so Barry because um, points of the season You'll go through a bad spell, and mm-hmm. you just need to look at the, the size of the the, ta- the target. They've had Rangers who have been playing well. They're, they're, they've won, they've won the game. Then you get Inter Milan, AC Milan, coming up at Celtic Park, and then you get up at Pataudry, which is always a tough game. Then you get Lille coming up on Thursday, and you've got Aberdeen in the semi-final the weekend. They're really tough games, so it's. See, see if you're losing the kind of games that you should be winning all the time. That that's that, that then there's a problem. But just now they're, they're tough games, and that's when the, some of the Celtic players have maybe got to look at themselves in the mirror and on with it. Yeah, but I, I said that, Murdo. I think sometimes I mean it's all on the manager, obviously, with the results. But sometimes the players have got to take a wee bit of responsibility as well. Aye, without a doubt, Barry, you've got to go and you. You've, even if you're not playing well, mm-hmm. you've still got to run about the pitch, you've got to chase the ball down, you've got to chase the position down, you've got to get back and defend when you're, you're asked to do that. You can forward all the time, and I think that, that's, that's what Celtic have got to do just now, because you've seen these spells against Milan in the second half, that they, they played a wee bit better, and they, they looked as if they had a wee chance of getting a, a draw out of the game. But again making mistakes at the back and that, that's ha- happening far too often you know the, the centre back there just getting pulled apart or the, the back three I think uh, maybe that's caused a wee bit of a problem as well so I, th- I think what they've, they've got to look at go back to the basics and then just getting working harder and lift lift the players again because some of them look as if they're frightened to go by the opposition players mm-hmm. Murdo, Scott Brown's come in for some criticism from fans this season. Do you think that's fair? And how influential and important do you think he is for Celtic? Oh, top man. No, you need a leader. No, you've got a leader in the studio with Barry there. He's a, a great leader of the Rangers team when he was the captain. And Scott Brown, uh, any time when he's not in the team, there's something missing. You know there's something missing even before you, the game starts, you watch the game starting, there's something missing all the time. And it's just someone on the park to have a go at players who are not working hard enough, are not do, doing their jobs. Because they're all told their jobs every day in life. 
and then it should be in there in their head that they know what to do. They, they always need somebody to give them a kick up the backside and Scott Brown on the pitch. And when he's not playing as well as he plays, but I still think he does enough just now to, and he shouldn't be, be put under any pressure by the fans by saying, oh, he's not doing this, not doing that. Scott Brown does it, what he's always done for Celtic and he leads that team. And Murdo, are you pretty confident that, that Celtic can turn the corner? The ma- you, you mentioned the, the matches coming up, uh, Lille in France tomorrow night, uh, Sunday, Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup semi-final. I mean, as you say, it's been some spell of matches for Neil Lennon and his team. Are you pretty confident that, that they will be able to turn the corner and come through these games? Yeah, I think they're missing people like Edward and Forrest, no players out of the side. And they're not missing a lot of players, but two of these top-class players, you need it back into your team all the time. And I think, uh, I, I'm not panicking just now. No. If this is still going on in four weeks' time, then you panic a wee bit then, and if Rangers have a big gap. But just now, with the game in hand, and it's, it's looking great for Rangers. But as Barry knows, he'll tell you as well, anything can change. Any team can have a, a great day against Rangers, a great day against Celtic and make some points off them and all that kind of thing. So they've just got to be in their toes all the time. But Celtic, they've just got to make sure that they're going to... The attitude's got to be a wee bit better. Now, the work rate's got to be a wee bit better. And they've got to just start being stronger at the back and make it more difficult for the position. It's not like Scottish football to dive off the deep end, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it, Rob. No, in, a, in a short space of time, no, it's, it's all changed. And because, because it all starts with losing to Rangers, who's your big rivals for the season, then it's, it's panic. It wasn't you know, after the Aberdeen game or anything like that. It was panic after the, the Rangers game because Rangers you know, sitting at the top of the table and the Rangers fans, uh, Celtic fans all got uh, moaning about the, the whole scenario. You've just got to go on with it. Yeah. Look at the start that Jansen had. When he lost the first two games of the season, exactly, yeah, and four and four people were talking about you've got his sack, yeah, move him on. Yeah, Neil Lennon should reflect on that one and look what happened to Vim. Uh, won the won the title first time in ten years. Uh, won the League Cup and delivered Henrik Larsson as well. Murdo, lovely to hear from you. Uh, take care of yourself and uh, hopefully talk to you soon. Thanks, Rob. All the best. All the best Cheers, to Mando. you too. Cheers, Murdo. Cheers, Barry. Cheers, Ali. Thanks. Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard has been speaking today and we'll hear from him coming up. The Bull Radio Football Show. Busy as usual on the Go Radio Football Show and if you want to get involved in it have your say 0808 17 17 700 that was too many 17s but if you delete one of those 17s it it was just about right Uh, make up your own phone number no it's 0808 17 17 700 Uh, you can text GO and your message on the text to 87474 and on the socials it's at Go Football Show let's hear we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard shortly but we can meantime hear from Rab from Pollock as a Rangers fan Hi Rob. All right. How are you doing? Hi, good. You? Yeah, good. Thanks. What would you like to say? Um, so a question for Barry Ferguson. Fire away. How you doing, Rob? All right. My question is: Do you think Rangers, this current Rangers squad, has got the mentality to win the league this season? That's something that's um, that's impressed me with this this Rangers squad um, this season, Rob. I've said it a few times in the studio. Um, I see a different mindset and a different mentality from 
this um, this Rangers squad. Obviously, he's made a the manager's made a few additions at the start of the season, but I think they've certainly learned their, their lessons after coming off the back of the the winter break because we were all disappointed with that the way that they, they performed. But I see a, a total different mindset in this this Rangers team Rob, this season. Well, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. He's been talking today about that 16-game unbeaten run. Look, we just take each game as it comes. Uh, we want the run to last as long as possible. Um, I don't think it's realistic to expect us to go and win every game, but um, you know we're, we're playing well. We're in a good level. Confidence is high. Belief's high. And it's about moving on from um, a positive win uh, at the weekend against Livingston and, and facing this challenge in isolation. It'll be a tough game. Uh, but a game we're certainly looking forward to and it's coming at a good time because of the place we're in Rob you must be loving uh, seeing Rangers playing at the moment the the quality of football they're delivering um, pretty impressive stuff that's brilliant eyes I've noticed a real change in the squad last season they kind of started getting a bit carried away and party mode really but this season it's all focus and they yep. need to stay humble and yeah, Rab, I've got to, I've got to agree with you. That that's the difference after obviously the the, the old fun one um, last Saturday um, when the manager coming out and obviously the players coming out and speaking after it, Connor Ghost and and Ryan Jack, I think it was, it came out to the media and it was respectful and we take one game at a time. That's the 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 type of mentality you you've got to have. And I agree with you. I think they're playing some some great stuff. But, but Rob just says there, but the the thing that. I was at the game on Sunday, the first team, uh, first time. Sorry, I've been able to, to watch them live in the stadium, and it wasn't just the, the way that they played; it was the the work rate and the desire and the hunger, all these sort of things to go and get the ball back. That that really jumped out at me. I was really impressed. Certainly, the the first forty five minutes, it kind of petered out a wee bit, which you expect after a a tough European game on Thursday night. But I I, I like the look of this Rangers team. I like the the way they're going about their business, but you've got to be mindful. It's it's still early doors in the season. I, I keep kind of repeating myself. Um, and another thing as well, they've had a couple of iffy results during the season. One away at Livingston, uh, they drew nothing each, and obviously Hibs at Easter Road to each. But it was the the game after it. You get a real reaction, and they come out firing, and they won the following game. As if this was last season, they would have struggled and start to feel sorry for themselves. Rob, uh, Barry was talking about that amazing work rate against Livingston at the weekend and also the previous Thursday in Belgium against uh, Standard Liège where you could see them grafting to, to make sure at 1-0 uh, they were going to hold on and, and win the game and then of course uh, Kemar Roof came up with that uh, special moment right at the end. How much do you enjoy that? <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. Brilliant. How did you so celebrate it, Rob? Full family jumping about on top of each other, and oh, it was mental. What, what goal do you think was better, Rob? Roofs um, or Defoe's at the weekend? Uh, I don't know. The technique for Defoe's was brilliant, mm -hmm. it was just natural instinct. Yep, uh, I mean, again, I'll say it, I was there, and I, I says to you guys on Monday when I come in, yeah. Obviously, you said it was just like one of yours from a few years back. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish, um, but he was he was so impressive. His movement, um, I think he's what thirty seven yep. years of age. Yeah, he, he he was absolute brilliant in that first forty five minutes. Anybody that was there watching, or obviously watching, um, 
on Rangers TV any young striker or even a senior player that plays centre forward go and watch that guy play he's a credit um, and there were five five changes to the team uh, there was know. five changes Robin that, that's the big thing when the manager has made changes he's always made two or three changes that was the most changes he'd made in the game they just settled into the team they knew their job inside out and that's something that's obviously been clearly worked on in the training ground and Rob, you must look at the the bench for the that Livingston game on on Sunday and think the starting eleven is doing so well, and you've got all those options among the subs as well. That's another thing, yeah. But last season, I don't think they had that the squad of depth to come off the bench and make an impact. But like this season, off the bench, we've had like Ruth, Atten, Defoe. And they've still got like, Zungu to bring in as well. Yeah, in fact, we'll hear from uh, Stephen Gerrard about him in a moment. But uh, he's also been talking today about expectation. And of course, when you go 16 games unbeaten and you're six points clear at the top of the league and you've got off to a winning start in the Europa League group stages as well, there is that level of expectation to deal we with. We can't control if people from the outside want to raise the bar and raise expectation and, and talk well. We need to just focus on our job in hand and that's to win as many football matches as we can. It's my job to guard and protect the players and the squad from the noise from the outside, whether it be positive, whether it be negative, because we all know where we're playing football. We all know what type of reaction we get from game to game, from result to result. So it's my job to make sure the teams stay in this place, stay hungry, stay humble and guard from complacency. And we just attack each game individually and give it our best shot. Do you think the team, Rob, can handle that expectation? I mean, that's interesting hearing Stephen Gerrard there speaking about protecting the players from the noise. And, and there is a noise, isn't there, when you're six points clear and, uh, and you're front runners? Um, well, the previous seasons, we've kinda, I think the noise has kind of affected us. We've kind of got that carried away. But this season, we look like a different animal. We just look humble and we seem to stay focused a lot. I think we can do it, aye. There will definitely be expectations put on them for the manager and between the four walls in the dressing room, Rob. Um, and the message, the clear message with the run that Rangers are on just now after each victory, it'll be, listen, it's only three points. It's the, what Rob is saying, being respectful to the opposition that you've just um, played against and beaten. And I, I like that. that. That's the best way to go forward. Because um, at any time we know it can, a bad result can happen. Um, but I'm I'm more than positive if that does I think you'll get a clear reaction off this team that's the difference I see in this group of players this season I know he's added three or four players but this is the difference in this group this season to last season Yanis Hadji is an interesting one and in he got off to such a, an explosive start for Rangers those two goals against Braga uh, at Ibrox and uh, the fans immediately took him to their heart he's dipped a bit he's a dip a little bit of a dip in form at times but he seems to have come back again recently and he's certainly impressed his gaffer Yanis is in a good place uh, I think he's really settled here now in Glasgow we, we wanted him in here full time uh, in the summer because we could see that quality we could see that ability he's certainly somebody we see who can open the door you know in the past we've had uh, certain games and certain phases throughout our, our journey where we found it hard to break teams down um, and he is one tool in our armory that is very effective and has been since the beginning of the season. In, in, in terms of tomorrow, uh, I won't be giving anything away in terms of the 11 I'll decide to play, but Giannis Hadji is certainly in a good place. We've got Rab from Pollock with us on the Go Radio Football Show. Rab, have you been, uh, are you a fan of Hadji? 
Actually, yeah. So this season, I got a fans have kind of given like kind of stick and criticism, and I think it's kind of a bit unfair in my opinion because like, in the league, I think he's the top assister in the league. Yeah, I, I like him I think he's a good player yeah, the, the, but he's either a pass as well he's brilliant the, there's definitely potential you can see why the managers went and splashed um, three and a half four million pound out um, he had a very good first half against Livingston the, the only thing that I would have a gripe with him he gets sloppy at times in possession um, but he's improving uh, he's improving he, under Gerard, isn't he, he he's certainly improving there's no doubt I still I'm still unsure where his best position is Rob whether it's on the, the, the right side cutting in or on the left side or I tend to think he plays his better football behind a main striker um, he certainly right. started there against Livingston um, and Sunday and as I said he was really good in the first 45 minutes and then he became a wee bit sloppy but he's certainly got loads of ability um, in that left foot um, and as Rab says he's, he's assists if you look at his, his kind of what he's brought to Rangers in terms of setting goals up and he scored a few important goals I think going forward he can be a, a big player for Rangers Rob you were asking earlier on about Bongani uh, Zungu the South African international midfielder he's on loan from Amiens the French club uh, for the season uh, he's now back and available very excited to have him available I think it's been a long two weeks for him uh, in quarantine alone in a flat uh, in Glasgow. He trained for the first time today, which was fantastic. We we managed to get some uh, running machine and a bike and some uh, dumbbells to his apartment, so he's been ticking over and doing a certain level of training. But obviously today he'll certainly feel that session because the tempo was high. We just trained for just over an hour, so uh, I'm sure he'll feel that later, but he's happy, he's smiling, and uh, it's great to have him finally with us. So he's going to be knocking soon, Rob, on that on that first team door. But um, it's a fair it's a fair battle for places in in midfield, isn't it? Yeah, I think the battle for places in the middle of the park is unreal. Mm-hmm. Mara, Davis, Aribo, Jack, Arfield, Zungerts. It's brilliant. We've not had that in previous seasons, you know. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him. The managers clearly chased him for a number of months. Um, he obviously thinks a lot of him, um, so, but he'll need to be a. One hell of a midfielder to get into that, that Rangers midfield just now. Rab's just rhymed off all the names there. I think there's real good quality competition for places. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing whether he'll get a, a bit of the game tomorrow night. We don't know, but hopefully in the, in the coming weeks we'll, we'll get to see this guy because clearly he's a player that the manager rates highly. What are you thinking about tomorrow night, Rab? Uh, Lech Poznan at Ibrox, 8 o'clock kickoff. Um, I was starting to do my research. I'm doing the commentary tomorrow night, so I was starting to research on them. They're midway in the in the Polish league. I don't think they're ripping up any trees at the moment. You must be feeling pretty confident on the back of that win in Liège last week uh, going into this one. Um, quietly confident. Quietly. I don't want to sound too confident. <laughs> but, but they've proved they can score goals against Benfica. I think it was two they got against them. Yeah, beaten 4-2, they did, yeah. They deserve to be here as well. They've got every right to be in this group stage as much as we saw. We need to respect them. I, look, I wouldn't look too much into it. I know they're sitting in 10th place in the Polish League. I've done my research as well. well, well they're <laughs> 10 points off the top. So, look, they're, they're, a, they're a decent team. Defensively, I don't think they're great. Going forward, they can score goals. As Rab just says there, they scored a couple of goals against uh, Benfica. So, it'll not be an easy game for Rangers, but listen, Rangers should be going out full of confidence the way they've been playing. As I said, certainly in that game I watched in, in Sunday for the first 45 minutes, I thought they were... They were excellent, so hopefully they get the three points that's needed tomorrow. Rob, enjoy it, and good to have you on the show. Right.
Cheers, Rob. All Cheers, the best. Rob. That was Rob from Pollock on the Go Radio Football Show. News at six on the way, and then another hour of football chat. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Yeah, that's an hour of football chat gone already. It really does fly by, and hopefully you can be part of it too. Just as uh, Rob from Pollock was a short time ago, uh, talking Rangers. We'll have another Rangers fan with us shortly. We heard earlier from the Celtic legend Murdo McLeod talking about Vim Janssen's birthday today talking about that amazing season and bringing things right up to date as well and uh, Celtic's quest for 10 in a row later on we'll have a Rangers legend with us and that is Mark Hately we'll be talking to him about what Stephen Gerrard is uh, achieving at the moment but uh, let's hear right now from Gordon from Mogai hi Gordon hi everyone how's it going good thank you what would you like to say um, I was listening to the show on uh, Monday with Barry and Sian. There was a lot of talk about Celtic's injuries, but I just wanted the, I guess, the panel to think about the injuries Rangers have had. So, like we've had McGregor, Jack, Cattage, Aribo, Barisic, Hollander, Balogun, Defoe, and Roof all injured at some point this year, and even Morelos, who's like obviously our our kind of marquee player, he's been not been firing all cylinders. Like, do you think maybe the Rangers team deserve a bit of credit, and the management team deserves some credit for building that squad? It's a fair list, isn't it, when you, when you string them out like that, Barry? I, I mentioned it in, in Monday night, but Gordon's mentioned a couple that I had forgot about. Alan McGregor, for me, is one of the main players yeah. at Rangers. And then, as you'd mentioned, Jack Barisic, Aribo, Halanda, Callaghan, Katic. And that's what I said. Look, Celtic at this moment in time are missing big players, but Rangers throughout the start of the season have missed really important players as well. That's what I keep going back to. I really think this time the manager has got a real strong squad. When there is important players that are missing, guys are coming in to their positions and taking their chance and, and settling right into the starting eleven straight away. And do you think, Gordon, the agenda is too slanted then in, in Celtic's favour uh, when we talk about the players that, that, that they've had to leave out recently because of COVID and injuries? Look, I think I think both teams have had injuries and I think I think it goes back to the recruitment. I think someone made a good point on Monday about Duffy, how he's a good 18-yard box defender, but when you've got the opportunity to put balls in behind them, they're going to struggle. And I think when, obviously, Gerrard's been doing his research, he's been looking at players that can just slot into the system, I think it's, it's starting to show. I obviously agree with what Barry said, long way to go. Like Things can turn quickly in football, but I think the signs look good for Rangers. And the chance on Sunday to, to go nine points ahead at the top. Yep. It's a sticky place, rugby part. Rangers in the past, last couple of years I've always struggled but I would normally be concerned but I've not got a concern I'm, I'm confident that this squad and the mindset they're in and the place they're in at this moment in time I, I think they can go down there and, and get a result if this was last season I would be a bit worried um, but I just see a different just a different group of players I, I know it's the vast majority are the same players but I, I think they've learnt their lessons there's no doubt about it I don't know what the manager's done when they've come in at pre-season, they've obviously had a long chat and, and seen where they went wrong after the winter break last season. Um, because sometimes, Gordon, that can get into your head, can't it? Your 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 record at Rugby Park uh, and also the, the pitch, the, the artificial pitch that nobody really likes and, and sometimes it can play with your mind. Oh, oh for sure. I think this is, this is definitely a bogey team for us at the moment. And like Barry says, I think there's a bit more confidence going down this week, but you never know we could we could get undone and get like a a draw or maybe drop some points but I think definitely there seems to be a shift in attitude and we can hopefully do a bit better this year Gordon 
see if Rangers do what, what, what they've done against Livingston and, and Hibs obviously had two draws against they both teams that I just mentioned there uh, what I liked about it and I mentioned it before I liked the reaction they got for the game straight after that one and I think listen you're not going to go unbeaten and go on a crazy run I would love to think it would happen but if Rangers do come up against a, a difficult team and don't get that right result I don't think it will affect them as much as it did last season Yeah and, and, I, and I think there, there will be a time when we do have a blip yep. and I think it's how we deal with that is, is mm-hmm. it's really going to be the measure of the team I mean there are words that uh, keep cropping up in every uh, Stephen Gerrard media conference one is humble mm-hmm. staying humble st- and, and, and focus was another one that came through from what he was saying there just now keep keep the focus and maybe that's been something that has gone awry in the last couple of seasons but you just hope Gordon from your point of view that, that Rangers have learnt from their mistakes of course yeah Look, I think it's going to be a tight race I don't, I don't think either team's going to run away with it but yeah fingers crossed we can take it all the way this year yeah, they've got to have the mindset that Celtic are going to come back strong that's what I would like to think what's happening in that Rangers dressing room the guys are having a chat with each other and saying listen don't get carried away don't it's great to be confident don't be overconfident because um, you've still got to respect the fact that for me Celtic have still got some really good players to come back um, but on the other hand so have Rangers Rangers have got really good players um, just go and take as the manager says be respectful take each game as it comes um, and be confident in your own ability that you can go and get the three points Gordon how pleased are you with your captain Gordon uh, Tavernier how he's Performing so far this season, I oh, know he's, he's had a fantastic season, hasn't he? I think um, I think last year when he did get injured, although some people were giving him a hard time straight away, you noticed it. Um, but no, he's he's having an amazing season. I think I think a lot of the boys are having an amazing season, to be honest. But um, they just got like they just got to stay focused and keep going, basically. He's been to a different level. If we if we had a quid for every time we've talked about yeah. Tavernier this season on this show, we'd probably be retiring by good, now. You made a good point, Rob. What, what would they be worth with the performances yeah. he's putting in at this yeah. moment in time? I, I see guys down in England in the Championship going for twenty five, thirty million pound. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I've always thought he was a good player. There's no doubt in his ability going forward as a fullback, a great attacking fullback. There was always a question mark defensively. But I can see an improvement there, and uh, and his defensive side, his game. So put a figure on it then. What what is it? Is, is he? Is I he don't want Rangers to sell him. No, no. I, I know. You, I know you don't. But but you know, every you ask. every player has his price, yeah. and and you would you would thirty million quid doesn't seem anywhere out of the ordinary in terms of the English marketplace. Yeah, you're right. I just mentioned guys that are going for for crazy money down there. He's he's at an age now. I think he's just turned twenty nine. Um, would somebody go and pay that money? Who knows? But you've got to be looking at twenty million plus for for Tavernier. Um What I like about him this year, he's leading for the front. He's shown what it's like to, because there's a lot of pressure on you when you're captain, captain Rangers. Yeah, um, and, he'd, and he'd high profile mistakes last season and in, in some of the European games. And mm-hmm. but what impresses me about him is that he's taken that all on board and he's come back fighting hasn't he and, and he's come back a better player and by the looks of it and, and you were close up on Sunday so you mm. saw him in action a better captain as well yep he was he was talking constantly through the game um, as I said to you I went to open the door to like obviously hear what, obviously there's no fans in the, the stadium so you could hear everybody talking and he was one guy that I wouldn't say I was shocked but I, I was impressed with the way that he was leading his team um, and you made a great point Rob he 
got a lot of stick a year or so ago. Um, but one thing about him, he never had. He always went out in that pitch and and showed for the ball, showed a real leadership quality, and he's come through it. And all the plaudits he's getting just now, he deserves because I think he's been excellent for Rangers. And Rangers keep Gordon finding guys that are stepping up to the plate this season because it was Ryan Kent earlier on who was almost unplayable at times. Uh, James Tavernier has really emerged as a as a top player. Scott Arfield wasn't in early on. He's come in. He's looked a he's looked a really impressive player as well. It's um, it's a it's a feral squad, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think so. I think I think also what we've noticed is the fact that. A lot of the players have got better under Gerard. So Jack's got better, Kamara's got better, Kent's got better. So even though we've not signed players, they've been constantly improving. Mm-hmm. So I think they need to keep it up. No, what I like about I think watching Rangers the last three games, Kent's not been at the levels that we all expect. Mm-hmm. But one thing about him, does that boy work? Oh my God, I, I couldn't believe the the work rate that he put in on Sunday. He wasn't the, the Ryan Kent that I expect to go and fly past two or three people and, and pop it in the the top corner it's it's not always going to work that way for you but the biggest thing that's impressed me was his, his work rate off the ball his, his desire to get back and, and help his teammates was great we better do Gordon what Stephen Gerrard said and take one game at a time we've been talking about Killy Rangers on Sunday let's talk about uh, tomorrow night what are you thinking um, about Ibrox at 8 o'clock Rangers against Lech Poznan on the back of that win against Standard Liège in Belgium last Thursday yeah, look, I think, like the last call, I think we've got to be quietly confident. But again, it'll be a quality side. There's no doubt about that. It'll be a, it'll be a tough game. But Rangers to make it six points out of six, you reckon? I hope so, yeah. <laughs> and then nine in front in the Premiership come Sunday? I think I think Kelly will be a, it'll be a test. I think that'll be a real marker. If, if they win that game, I think, I think that really shows that we have turned a corner and we can really... When the when the chips are down, that we can actually turn in a result and put things like the Hibs result and the Livingston result behind us and show that we can go away to these tough grounds and actually get a good one. I, I know they've got the European game tomorrow. They obviously want to take care of that, but I'm I'm with Gordon. I'm looking forward to the testing and Sunday to see how they handle it. Because I'll be honest with you, I think Commander are a decent team. Yeah, Dicker and Power in the middle of the park are so underrated for me. And you went through the team. You've got, you've got Burke who. 36 is, is flying um, Kelsey on the other side Kilt, and Kibamba yep who are real danger men so it's going to be a real test but I think Rangers can come through this test that, that this will be this will be them putting down a marker if they go down to a rugby party and, and come away with a positive result Gordon good to have you on the show and enjoy no enjoy Rangers tomorrow night Excellent, thanks guys. Keep Cheers, Gordon. Cheers, Gordon. That's Gordon from Mogai on the Go Radio Football Show. We're going to switch from Rangers to Celtic now. We're going to hear from Lee Griffiths, who's been uh, talking today. We've certainly, it's another player alongside Jim's Tavernier that we've certainly mentioned plenty in the first three months of this show. So, Lee Griffiths uh, talking about being back on the Celtic first team scene. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's the thing you work hard for, you know, every week. Um, whether I'm starting or coming off the bench, I want to contribute to the squad, and I don't think I need to prove anything. You know, the manager is, the manager knows what I can do. Whether it be starting or coming off the bench, you know, I'll try and contribute as much as I can. Um, but it's not just about me; it's about the squad, and and I was trying to get positive results. Sounding pretty lively there, Lee Griffiths, and he was certainly lively when he came off the bench at Petodre at the weekend, scored a a, a really top drawer goal, Barry. Oh, 
No doubt about it. He, he doesn't need to prove that he's a, a top striker because I believe he is. The only thing for me needs to prove is his fitness. That's the only thing that, that's missing from Lee Griffiths. Um, he's obviously missed a, a large chunk of the, the season, Rob. Um, but you just need to look back in the, the last couple of um, league games um, or the, the game up at St. Johnson. He came on, he changed that game for Celtic the last 14 minutes and, and that movement his goal and to shift it onto his left foot and yeah. what a finish um, he, he's top quality the only thing that he needs to do is, is get fit and I'm sure if Lee Griffiths is fit he plays in Neil Lennon's team there's no doubt and you just hope for his sake that he can and Celtic's sake that he can stay injury free because because that's that's dogged his career hasn't it it has um, but for Rangers point <laughs> I need to be selfish <laughs> but as a Scotland but I want to see him back in the Scotland jersey yeah. I want to see him and Lyndon Dykes up top for Scotland I think that could be um, an unbelievable double act um, but look he's like everybody I mean I, I speak to some Celtic fans and they're desperate to know why Lee Griffiths isn't playing this obviously comes down to one thing I think it's fitness levels you've got to be at a certain level of fitness to play and and um, and the Celtic team and he may be not at that level at this moment in time but I'm sure Neil Lennon will be desperate to get him fit because as I said Rob and I've said it plenty of times on, on the show for me a fit Lee Griffiths is the best goal scorer in Scotland Yeah we'll hear from him in a little while on that very prospect the, the prospect of being back in the Scotland squad and lining up uh, against Serbia uh, playing for a place, of course, in the European Championship finals. But here's Griffiths uh, again talking about Celtic, not himself this time, but about the squad. Um, any panic around? No, not really. Just stick. Everybody just needs to stick together. I think the results will change. Um, Performance-wise, I don't think we've been too bad. I think you know against Rangers, you know Rangers deserve to win the game. They were better than us. And on Sunday, I thought we were a bit, we were the better side, um, and we we're unlucky not to come away with three points. So, you know, it's two performances that. You know, we look at and it was disappointing one better than another. Um, but Thursday night, you know, we've got another chance to rectify that. Yeah, Lee Griffiths taking the considered approach and it, and it needs that at the moment. It does need to stay calm and, and don't panic, doesn't it? Yeah, they're obviously down in a bit of confidence, Rob. Um, losing games does that to you. Um, but they need to just get their, their, their better players back fit and on the pitch and when they've got a strong team Celtic are a very good team so look he, he's speaking um, respectively there uh, in terms of Rangers were the better team nobody argued about that I thought they were better I thought the first half Aberdeen were the, the, the best team I thought the second half Celtic came out fighting um, and showed a bit of quality um, but at Celtic you're expected to win every single game Rob um, the players will know that they know that so they'll be hoping that they can get back to winning ways uh, tomorrow night against a, a very, very strong and good Lille team. Yeah, two, two massive matches coming up. You've been done, doing your in-depth research, of course, telling you that, uh, that Lille are joint top uh, of the French League with PSG. And then, of course, it's Sunday and uh, last season's Scottish Cup semi-finals finally uh, being played at Hamden uh, and Celtic potentially two games away from a quadruple treble. Um, I think people are, people are forgetting that. But listen, we take each game as it comes. You know, Sunday was a a difficult one to take and then we move on to Europa League and when you get that qualification campaign back on track take care of that and then you know after Thursday night we'll look forward to Sunday and, and trying to get ourselves into another final 
Well, that's a massive incentive, isn't it? And that, that's going to focus minds amidst all the, the chaos at the moment and all the criticism that's flying around. Uh, Celtic can just look at what's possible here. And what's possible is to win a 12th trophy domestically on the trot. Yep, and that, that's where I think um, some fans are, are short-sighted, Rob. Look, um, look what they've achieved um, over the years. They've had a tough week. But again, I'll, I'll always say Celtic... Um, are still a good team with a lot of good players um, but I still kind of get my head around the fact that we're playing the semi-finals of last year's Scottish Cup <laughs> this weekend yeah. um, it's the way the world is just now with the with Covid-19 it, it's a bit crazy and it's Aberdeen and Griffiths has got plenty of respect for them yeah they were they were well organised but you know what Derek McInnes has said they're all about you know they're well organised you know trying to attack especially with pace and the way they do and you know big Sam Cosgrove coming back is a, a big vocal point for them so you know, we're all about physical sides, want to get in your faces, but you know, it's all about us as well and what we do. And if we turn it with a game, you know, we, we should be uh, in the final coming Sunday afternoon. Confident stuff from uh, Lee Griffiths. We'll hear more from him. Of course, 3 3 it was between those two at Pataudry on Sunday. They meet again this coming Sunday, uh, and a place in the Scottish Cup final is the prize. We'll also be hearing uh, between now and seven o'clock on the show from the Rangers legend Mark Hatley. He'll be with us around about 20 to 7. You can be with us as well on this number 0808 17 17 700. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Another fast-moving football show from Glasgow Zone, Go Radio, and you can find us Monday to Friday, five till seven. Uh, lots of you uh, getting involved tonight and uh, giving us your questions and your opinions um, about the big topic at the moment, that title race and the pressure on Neil Lennon and the criticism flying his way. We've just heard from uh, Lee Griffiths talking about that. In fact, we'll hear from him, more from him in a moment. Uh, he's been talking today ahead of big matches for Celtic, both uh, tomorrow night, of course, in France against Lille in the Europa League and uh, the big one on Sunday, the Cup semi-final, the Scottish Cup semi-finals are finally with us from last season at 2.30. Celtic and Aberdeen at Hamden. It's Rob McLean, it's Ali Defoy, it's Bally, Barry Ferguson even. Barry Ferguson. That might just stick um, or maybe not. Uh, we'll sort that one for the edit. Uh, let's get back to uh, Lee Griffiths. We were hearing from him before the break. Here he is uh, speaking about Rangers and of course uh, the prospect of, of Rangers going nine points ahead at the weekend. At the moment it's six and Celtic have a game in hand. They're not, no. Um, but I think, you know, we're only two points away from our total that we were last year at this, at this stage. So, you know, we're not, we're not too far away and people think we're in a crisis. So, um, you see the run we went on after um, the turn of the year. So, you know, we'll just keep plugging away. We'll keep doing what we're doing, you know, trying <coughs> to rectify results and, and hopefully we, the results turn our way. There he is, the voice of reason, Lee Griffiths. Yeah, well, listen, he, he makes a, a great point, Rob. They're only two points worse off than they were last season, and everybody thinks it's a, an absolute disaster. But what's going on? Um, so he's just—he's making a good point, um, as I said. Uh, but I, I'm sure quietly they, they'll be—they'll be desperate to get back to winning ways. Um, they've not been used to it. Let's be honest. Um, they had a wee iffy stage just leading up to the the, the old firm game last um, New Year, just before New Year, but. As you mentioned again, they come back off the winter break, pre-season in Dubai. 
and they were absolute flying so I, I think the same could happen again so everybody's got to be aware of that Yeah Celtic have missed him big time obviously he's a big time player they've missed mm. him they've missed, missed Odson Edward that was the front mm. two in the second half of last season that, that, that went took them all the way to nine titles on the trot uh, they're missing three central defenders at the moment as well for various reasons but as Gordon from Mogai was telling us earlier Rangers are, are missing and have missed key players as well and and maybe we have, you haven't noticed as much because they've been winning yep exactly and uh, look they have Rangers have missed their players but they've not been out long term um, I think Aribo was only the real uh, long term absentee for a, about four or five weeks Alan McGregor I think it was two or three weeks um, but if you see a Celtic team sheet coming in and it's not got Edward or, or Griffiths on it it's going to give you a lift but the the flip side of that is when you see a, a team sheet with the two players on it uh, you're going to be worried um, so I don't think they're going to be far away if they've been up to uh, match fitness and once they two start I think Celtic's fortunes may change it's easy to join us on the Go Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700 Let's talk to Craig from Motherwell Hi Craig Hi, hi Rob, how are you doing? Very well, how's you? Hi, not too bad What's, um, what's on a, your mind? It's just a wee question for Barry um, It's regarding Rangers um, well, What I would like to know is Out of the four trophies Do you think Rangers have got the capability To go and compete in all four? The, the reason why I ask is obviously Barry was a part of the squad 2000, 2008 and we just came short and obviously the UEFA Cup final and the league it's just to see his thoughts on that what one would they what, what are you asking exactly Craig would they have yeah. a preference we, we're going for one or yeah, yeah. do they want to listen the, the league's your bread and butter there's no doubt in my mind um, the first chat of pre-season when, when that squad's assembled in at the, the training ground I would hazard a guess the manager would have a meeting and, and what their targets are and clearly your first target is your championship your league title um, and every other trophy after that is a bonus look whatever whatever competition you enter you want to try and win as you mentioned there Rangers are in four competitions just now you want to try and win them but if you're asking me what one is the most important it's your league title yeah do you go with that Craig? Not definitely. It's just um, obviously with our squad getting bigger, and obviously the games are going to come thick and fast. And obviously with the COVID situation, I would honestly scrap the Europa League, League Cup, Scottish Cup, and all focus must be on this league title because it's massive, absolutely massive. I I, I do think Craig they've got a, a squad capable a, a challenging, and, and and all four trophies are involved. And look, listen, I, I'm a realist. I think the Europa League will be. <laughs> a tough one to win um, but domestically I think they've got a strong enough squad to cope as you had just mentioned there with the amount of games that's coming up it's obviously with the Covid situation um, There's some good there's prize a, money to be won as well there isn't is. there from the Europa League It's obviously it's not what, what the Champions League has mm-hmm. but but one, if you can get deep into the Europa yep. League if Rangers can get a bit further than they got, than they got last yep. season I mean there, there's money to be made Yep and the big one was getting in that group stage of Europa League because um, that brings um, a, a right few million in which would obviously go towards the manager to try and strengthen his squad um, but in terms of what, what you've got to get in with the mindset or the mentality whatever competition you're involved in you want to go and try and win now you've got to be realistic and Europa is going to be a tough one to win 
But then I go on to domestic. The, f- the first thing that we would do when we come in at pre-season is we would have a chat. What's our ambitions? What's our targets? And it's to win all three domestic trophies. And, but and the main one is the league title. And Craig, Europe certainly doing well in Europe certainly builds a, a club's reputation, doesn't it? Oh, the reputation, um, don't get me wrong, I love watching Rangers on a Thursday night, playing these big teams, Benfica's and Lake Poznan and whatever, but this season, go to the league, 100% go to the league. Craig, Davy Proven, um, last week, and he's back on tomorrow night, in fact, he was talking about Steven Gerrard and how he wants to maybe prove himself in Europe. How does that sit with you as a Rangers fan? Um, well, I, I think I think he's already proved himself in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just you just look at his record. His record speaks for itself. Um, he's he's probably he's, he's probably happier with the club's performance in Europe than than domestically in the last couple of years. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, you can't take away the record, but for this season, I just think the league's the league's got to be won. There's no ifs or buts. It's got to be won. What are you thinking, Craig, about this season in terms of the squad? Do you think they're in a good place? I think we're in a, a really good place. Just now, we've got two players for every position. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this new boy, Zungut's coming in. He'll add strength to the midfield, which is already strong, as as we all know. But I'm, I'm quietly confident. Quietly confident. I like that word, quietly. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, I win tomorrow night, Craig, um, and another win at Rugby Park on Sunday, and that'll... Your your week will be a good one. Well, that that would that be a good two weeks then, minute. For the, for the <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, if I had honestly, if I had a choice, I would honestly take the, the one in Sunday against Kilmarnock. But European football to match tomorrow will be a bonus. But Sunday for me must win. You make a good point, Rob. Look, Europe is financially really big for the the club. And the manager will, will, will understand that. And I think the main objective when you're in Europe is getting into the group stages. That's where it creates the the bit of money. Um, but I'm sure if you ask your manager, um, yeah, privately, he'll tell you the same thing. There's only one thing on their players' minds this year, and that's trying to win that league title. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we were talking about it right at the top of the show. The fact that there are two, there'll be two places into the Champions League qualifiers from from next season. So, I mean, that there is that. Uh, long-term incentive as well to get into the Champions League group stages and then you're talking big money Yep, I know Craig says he enjoys the Thursday nights I prefer the Tuesday or Wednesday nights that's the Champions League <laughs> nights yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's where a club like Rangers should be that's uh, that's when you're playing against the the elite the cream of Europe um, and that's that should be everybody's focus is to try and get and play in that Champions League but first and foremost you normally hear you need to win the title then play three or four qualifiers but it's been made a bit easier but you just mentioned there there's two two teams get into the, the Champions League um, one in round is it round three qualifying yeah, yeah. round two for the yeah and if you get in round, place. and if you're in the third qualifying round that means you've just got two hurdles to get over and then you're in the group so it does it does make it a bit more a bit more gettable um, so Craig you'll be wanting to book your seat in front of the TV on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights for the, in the forthcoming <laughs> seasons well, hopefully that's that's the plan for next season when yeah. we win the league. Fifty-five. We hoping you can travel by then. <laughs> well, that's another that's another issue, but we'll just get this season over and done with first. But, good man. Good, oh, to, good to hear Barry, from you. Yes, carry on, Craig. If you've got another one, uh, it's just to say good luck to Barry in the season with Kelty Hearts. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate it. Too well. Cheers, Craig. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.
Craig from Motherwell on the Go Radio Football Show. Let's get back to uh, Lee Griffiths um, and really taking us back to where we started the show uh, as well. All that pressure, which uh, stems a lot of it from, from Rangers' success story this season so far. But Rangers, uh, Celtic have had a bad week, haven't they? They've had a bad few games. Uh, some of the reaction has been over the top. And here's what uh, Neil Griff- uh, Lee Griffiths thinks about the, the pressure on his gaffer. Listen, again, I said it earlier on that, you know, we're only two points off of where last season at this stage. You know, for the people to come out and call for the manager's head, it's, I think it's madness, to be honest. Um, we're still going for, you know, a treble from last season. Um, and again, we've qualified for Europe. So, you know, for them to call for his head is, is ridiculous so far. And of course, there's been uh, talk and criticism about the, the general coaching staff at Celtic as well, not just Neil Lennon. Uh, John Kennedy, of course, is the assistant manager. And a new arrival in the summer as first team coach was Gavin Strachan. No, listen, all the, all the coaches are out. You know, it's not just Gavin and coming in as well. Woods is there, Kendall's on the training pitch, the gaffer's there. You know, all of them are, are making sure we're doing everything perfect on the, on the training ground to make sure we're ready for games whenever that may be. Yeah, we sometimes don't think about the, the backroom staff who are getting it as well. I mean, if if there's flack being fired Neil, Len- Neil Lennon's way, then John Kennedy's getting a bit, Gavin Strachan's getting a bit, Stevie Woods as well. Yeah, it's par for the course. Um, I think one thing that would disappoint or would have upset Neil Lennon was was Damien Duff leaving. I, I think um, he, was, he was excellent. I think if you hear anybody who worked under him at Lennox Town last season, says he was a an excellent coach and, and I think they were very like-minded weren't they those two yep you could see the kind of the connection they had at the sidelines Rob um, so I, I'm, I'm sure that was a um, a major dent for, for Neil Lennon uh, losing Damien Duff but listen things happen football people move on um, you need to hopefully bring somebody else in that'll do a similar job to him you were speaking earlier on, Barry, about um, Lee Griffiths for Scotland, getting back in the, the national squad, which uh, Stevie Clark will name pretty soon for three matches upcoming. The big one, of course, is Serbia, away from home. That playoff final, the chance to get the, to the European finals. Could Lee Griffiths be part of that squad? Serbia is that last point in my mind, to be honest. Um, I just want to get back into, into Celtic, start loving it and make sure I'm, I'm playing well. Um, you know, if I get a call up, great. If not, you know, I wish the boys all the best. The PR department will be proud of him for uh, blocking off that question uh, about Scotland and Serbia. But lots of people are saying it. We've said it plenty. Mm. If he's back and fit and firing, and there's every sign of that at the moment with, with Celtic, um, could he be part of Stevie Clark's Scotland squad for that big game? For me, if he's if he's fit, he's the first name on the team sheet. Lee Griffiths. That's um, that's me. That's just my honest opinion. Um, I, I think well. That's one thing we do lack is is uh, um, an out and out goal scorer. Um, he's proved it at international level. You just need to see the goals he scored. Um, and as I said previously, Rob, him and London Dykes, mm. um, Lee, uh, sorry, Lee Griffiths and London Dykes is a a partnership that I think could could excite a lot of people uh, and fire us to wherever we want to go, and that's to a major championship. Yeah, I think I mean it would really boost our confidence going into that game, wouldn't it? I mean, I, th- I think we're all we're thankfully we're, we're on the up now with yep. Stevie Clark. We're we're on the way back from having been down in that trough, um, and 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 that climb back and and that progression would certainly help with Griffiths and Lyndon Dykes, and you know the, the the prospect of choosing between them or playing them together. Yep, I, I think you've got to play them together. But in terms of Scotland, we're slowly getting there. I think we've got the ro- the right guy in charge in Stevie Clark. I think you've seen it game by game. 
we're starting to improve we're getting the results we look solid we don't look like conceding um, and now we're starting to get uh, important players back fit and one of them has got to be Lee Griffiths Former Rangers and Scotland skipper Barry Ferguson on the Go Radio Football Show we will have another Rangers legend with us shortly and that's Mark Hately The Go Radio Football Show we heard earlier on in the show from Celtic legend Murdo McLeod. We've been hearing in the course of the last hour and a half from Lee Griffiths and uh, Stephen Gerrard as well, Neil Lennon, as uh, the pressure uh, mounts in Scottish football and as uh, some people uh, go beyond the mark really in terms of uh, their criticism. Look, worrying news uh, with us at the moment and that uh, Dundee United, we understand, are, are opening talks with some of their players about the prospect of wage cuts coming up. We heard earlier on in the day today about Peter Head Football Club, uh, Cy Ferry of this parish, of course, very much part of uh, Peterhead, and around about 30 of their part timers and occasional workers are going to have to be made redundant. Mm. Um, it's maybe not a great surprise, but it's really depressing, Barry, when you hear it. Yeah, but when I seen that that news break um, earlier on the, the, this afternoon, it's I feel for the the is it 29, 30 people who were obviously been made redundant. Um, I feel for them. A lot of them are single parents. They've got bills to pay like everybody else. Um, but also I feel sorry for Peter Head. I don't think they would have wanted to have done it. Um, the furlough ends in a couple of days. And these clubs are struggling, Rob. They've not got the fans coming through the, the gates. Clubs like Peter Head um, rely heavily on um, those fans and hospitality, uh, the hospitality sorry, area of the club. So... Yeah, it's tough times. Feel sorry for the the people, obviously, that have lost their job, but also I, I feel for Peter Head because there's no doubt in my mind they wouldn't want to have went down this road. Let's hope there are brighter days uh, to come. And certainly there was there's some encouraging news in England today, and that Manchester United uh, have modified Old Trafford to accommodate twenty three and a half thousand socially distanced fans. Uh, sounds like they're just getting themselves uh, ready to go for when they get the green light to get some fans inside grounds. Um, let's hope that happens in Scottish football before too much longer. Let's lift our spirits with about 20 minutes of the show to go by hearing from uh, a Rangers legend. Mark Hately joins us. Hi, Mark. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? We are very well. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, you know, under the circumstances, just listening to what you were saying there yeah. about, you know, clubs and, and, and just in general life, it is very, very difficult for everybody right now. Um, you know, this is where we all need to pull together and keep in touch with each other. It's, I think, really, really important, that is. But uh, as I say, football is not immune from anything. Um, and, as, and as Barry will tell you, the further down the leagues you go, the more difficult it does become. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of these things that nobody could ever see coming, but it's here amongst us now, and we, we just have to deal with it as best we can. At least, Mark, so, at least, Mark, watching your old team will be cheering you up at the moment. Uh, which old team? I had a few of them. Yeah, I know you had a few <laughs> teams, but you know the one I'm asking you about, don't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, doing pretty well at the moment, but uh, as, as, as they say, you, you win nothing in October. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great start, um, and then that's something you have to capitalise on. You know, you, that's obviously you. The nearest contender for, for what I would say would be the challenge this year would be obviously Celtic. Um, you know they've they've slipped up a couple of times, but as you say, it's, we're in October. You know this is this is where you want you want to be here when you're coming into you know the end of April, beginning of May, and and that's that's you know as Barry will say to you as being a captain of of the 
of Glasgow Rangers. They, that's when the appetite and that's when you can taste it. At this particular stage of the season, it's just where you are, um, how, how the team's going forward, and then st- uh, stabilising yourself for you know that consistent form, which you know uh, we were let down on last season. It's not like Scottish football fans to overreact in October, but uh, they certainly are doing at the moment on the Celtic side of, of town. What have you made of the, the stick that uh, Neil Lennon's been getting, Mark? Well, I think it's uncalled for, really. I think, you know, what he's achieved uh, since he's been back at the club has been, you know, uh, outstanding. I think, he, you know, he's... He, He's, he's got the results he's needed. He's, you know, he's done his doubles. He's got the trebles. He's, you know, he's he's done everything that he's been required to do. It's all obviously very, very difficult on the Champions League front, uh, front with the with, with the budgets and you know that the bigger clubs have got the the big end side of it. Bayern Munich, your Real Madrid, your Barcelona's, all these PSGs. It's very difficult to compete on that front, um, and that will be a frustration for, for for Neil because he is a guy that wants to go and win. Everything he, you know, he, he, he partakes in. So um, I think it's unfair. But you know, that's that's West of Scotland mentality. You know, yeah. the, the press will just jump from one side to the other. If you know, if Rangers slip up in the next two or three months and they lose three or four games, then you know, the the the, the seesaw will be back on to Rangers. So that's that's just how it is here. Neil knows that. Stephen knows that. So you know, it's it's there. It's just there to be dealt with when it when it does comes because it comes at certain stages of the season um, unless you have that perfect season and uh, in, invariably that never happens um, this, this, you know you, well are you two defeats away Barry from a, an absolute disaster that's that's what it is one defeat one defeat away yeah. from a disaster yeah absolutely Yeah, absolutely. I was just about to ask you Mark I, I, was, yeah. I was at the game on in, in Sunday obviously the current Rangers team and, and obviously yeah. No surprise, but obviously Defoe had started the game uh, and yep. I'd watched him closely the first 45 minutes. Now, I know he's getting on a bit, but I don't know if you've seen it. I thought he was different class. Um, his movement, just to watch the guy live, was uh, um, unbelievable. And it, it, look, on you go. Oh, I'm sorry, Barry. No, on you go. No, I, I, honestly, I did a... Uh, um, I did a masterclass for the the academy on the Friday night, going through like 25 different goals that I scored for the club and and, and, and at international level, and and the things you look for. Um, and I was so glad because he backed me up with that goal because it was a, a look at the ball, a look at the goalkeeper, another look at the ball, and then the ball was in the back of the net after the second look at the goalkeepers because the goalkeeper will always make your mind up from there. So the distance, the distance the ball travelled. Um, is alertness off the shoulder um, where you want to, you, you want your your one striker if you're playing through the middle, playing between the two centre halves. You on you don't you don't know who's marking, you don't know who's, who's to pick up. But he was on the on the shoulder away from the boy, and he literally if the goal if that if he'd have taken that ball another ten yards further outside the box, he'd have had to take a touch. Mm-hmm. So it was absolutely, I mean. It looked simple, but it was a, subl- a sublime finish for me. Um, the distance, the, the two looks, and then the ball coming across his body to finish with his left foot. Yep, it, which, it, most pe- which most people would have taken with his right foot. Yep. But the keeper keeper couldn't get set. And, 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 and at the end of the day, it was just a pass into the corner of the net. 
It was absolutely fantastic. It's one of the best goals I've seen in a long, long time, I must say. Yeah, we were saying in there, I, I thought, no, I, I know Roof scored an unbelievable strike on Thursday night yeah. against Standard Leisure. I thought that goal on Sunday, um, obviously with the ball for, for Tavernier, but it was just the movement and the, the, the touch. That's one of the hardest things to do in football when it's coming up yeah. over your shoulder and, and taking it first time on his, what you would probably say, his weaker foot. I thought yeah. that was a, a, a top class goal in terms of obviously you were a top striker as well Matt for, for Rangers what, what's your feelings on Morelos do you think he could bring a bit more to the, the Rangers team I think so I think so I think he's gone off the boil a little bit I think you know, I think his head is probably possibly early, uh, easily uh, turned uh, I, I don't know Alfredo personally um, so it's difficult to, to make a comment on but what I see I think he suffers from distractions um, and I think that takes his mind away from where he wants to be, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, and where we need him to be, we need him to be within the, the width of the goal posts and putting the ball in the back of the net. But, and I think he finds that hard when there's, when there's things going off, off around him um, to be able to focus on that. Yeah, um, but he frustrates I, me, Matt. I, I see him yeah. doing... A lot of his work outside the box in the yep. channels. Now, I understand you've got to do that as a striker sometimes, but I, I want my number nine in that penalty box. Yeah, well, a number nine, the way we play a number nine anyway, uh, Barry. Um, I, I, I played as a line striker for like literally six years in Europe, and, the, and the, the thing you have to do when you're playing that is play within the width of the penalty box. Yep. Um, um, I think he spends far too much time personally I think outside the, those remits he plays goes on and stands on, on the touchline a lot gets the ball out there you want your goal scorer within the within the penalty box you know within the, the width of the goal um, like Jermaine Jermaine third, 300 goals I think at the weekend there yeah. and you know it's all sorts of goals but invariably they are always within the width of that uh, uh, the box yeah, but I, when I was at the game, I'm thinking, I'm looking across, and obviously Morelos is on the bench or yeah. in the, the enclosure sitting. What, what they've got to do now, I'm thinking, hopefully, he's watching him closely. Um, cause yeah, I, well, you would like to think so. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, you, you you looked at people when you was a young boy. I looked at all all sorts of different strikers when I was growing up and wanted to be a striker. So. They're the things that we picked up on. You learn from, you know, when you came into the first team squad. Yep. You know, you, you look at players around you, what they do in training and how they get to that sort of standard. Um, and you would hope, especially at such a young age as a striker, because we all, we all know that strikers will not pro predominantly come to their peak until they're 27, 28, 29, maybe, you know, a little bit later nowadays because of the, la the latter on the, the development of, of, of players now, young players. But I, I would suggest that, you know, he should be looking at what Jermaine does, how he, how he lives his life, how he trains, um, you know, the, the, the shape he's in right now. Um, you know, late 30s, twilight of his career, but he's still sharp as a tack. And that's, you know, I, I looked at players... Um, um, when obviously when you first come into the setup, my first setup was coming in at Coventry City, and you were looking at uh, a great, a great uh, um, um, person to be looking at for me was a guy called Tommy Hutchinson. I don't know if you remember left, left, yep. left winger. Yeah, yeah, Scottish he, international as well, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And he must have been, he must have been. I was going to say late thirties back then in the seventies, and he was fit as a 
fit as a fiddle. Uh, and it's just something that you pick up on things like that. You know, so I would like to think he's, you know, he's speaking and and, and, and watching what Jermaine does uh, and learning from that and taking that on board and taking it forward for his, for, 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 for latterly in his, in his, Korea. Mark, we'd, we'd Craig from Motherwell, who's a Rangers fan, with us just a wee short time ago, and he was he was saying you can keep the League Cup and the Scottish Cup, and you can keep the Europa League as well. I'll, I'll do without all of that, he said. Just just get me the title. It, it's just one target for him this season. Do you go with that point of view? That was me. It said no, that, Mark. <laughs> no, no, no. I would want to win everything. See, yeah, simple as that. But that's just the way I am. That's the way Barry would be. You put you put anything in front of 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 of, of, a, of a Rangers player, um, and as John as John Brown would say, you're never a Rangers player till you've won something. So it's yeah. you know the first one is always the the best one to win the League Cup. Um, so you put that in the bank, and that's that's you know, and then you build on that confidence. So do you understand that point to, of view, I, though, Mark? I, I do, you under, do you understand that that fans' viewpoint that that it's all about stopping Celtic getting to ten? Um, no, it's all about us winning a championship. That's all you've got to focus on. It's not about stopping anybody. It's about winning a title. And if that means that, but you don't focus on stopping anybody. You, you, you focus on what you're doing. You know, if you take your eye off the ball and worry about what other people are doing on the other side of the, the city or your nearest rivals, then you're taking the eye off the ball and, and then you lose focus on what you're trying to do. So for me, I don't worry about... At what, what the nearest challenger would be doing I'm, all I'm worried about is what we do and if we do our job properly and keep winning games then you know that that becomes you know not part of the equation because we will win the league because if the way we keep going and concentrating and doing our individual jobs the way that Stephen's got us at the moment then you know everything is bright for me um, I think we've got a really good squad now I think we've got probably probably a little Maybe a little bit too many in the squad because, uh, as, as Barry will tell you, keeping a big, big squad of 23, 24 players happy is hard. 17, maybe 16, 17 players is a lot easier to keep that atmosphere bubbling around. So um, I don't worry about stopping anybody. All I worry about is winning stuff. What about uh, European reputation? Mark, where is that on priority list uh, for a club like Rangers um, progressing in this Europa League competition, getting deep into it? I mean, obviously, there's. we were speaking earlier on, there's big prize money at stake apart from anything else. But, it, but, it, but it's about prestige as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely prestige. But financially, it's, 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 it's a huge incentive for the club to do well. Um, I mean, you get, to, you, get, you get out of this group stage, you get another, you know, few million... Um, uh, dropped into your bank, and then you know, going on from there. Every time you get points, you you, you get in a you, know, you get in a lot of money coming into the club. So you know, it's not as if we can pick and choose. No. Um, I think the, the the way that we go forward is by focusing on the very next game, um, whether it's a league cup, a league game, a European game, or a Scottish Cup game. Yeah. That's all. That's all you have to do, and everyone has its priority on match day. Good man. Good to hear from you, Mark. All okay, the best. You take care, guys. Yeah, all Cheers, the best. A Rangers Cheers, legend Mark. is Mark Hately. Tomorrow night we have uh, Paul Ali back in the studio. Davy Proven, Darren D as well. I'll be at Ibrox. It all unfolds from five. 
The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!